Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, who was the source of unknown voices and sounds in the halls and rooms of an old nursing home? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. If you like the show, uh, please press subscribe wherever you're listening. We thank you for doing that. And if you really like the show, you want to keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person, sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. And uh, your support keeps us on the air. Five bucks a month gets access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, the archive, which is the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. Uh, ebook, audiobook, you get all that when you sign up at uh, ghostpodcast.com or through Patreon or the Patreon app or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. It's uh, Tony and Carol with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? It's just thinking it is that holiday time of year. <laughs> yeah. That, and everybody's got somebody they don't know what the hell to buy for them. Like, you yeah. could just sign somebody up. Five bucks yeah. for an entire year. Yeah. Well, no, five bucks a month. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah five bucks Excuse a month. You, but if, if you do a whole year, there's an option there for that. Uh, you get one month free. So that's uh, also one of the extras uh, when you do that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it does make it. It's giving the gift of ghosts, as I've said in many years past. Uh, and so many people, you know, that, that's a unique gift. I mean, right. you know, it, you just get them signed up, you know, make them their username and password and put it in a card and go, here you go. This is. Uh, this is a gift for you. And uh, I think there'd be a lot of people that would get a kick out of that. I know I would, you know, if it was. Do you, you know. still have the merch and stuff like that? Yeah, there is. Uh, there is some of that stuff. Uh, RealGhostStoriesOnline.com. There's a link uh, to where you can uh, check out uh, what merch uh, is out there. Um, haven't really You'd been have paying. order soon, but still. Yeah, I haven't been paying much attention to that all that much, uh, but um, some people had asked for it. So I kind of brought it back uh, in a, somewhat of a way. But uh, yeah, you can check that out. But uh, let's uh, let's jump over to our first story of the day. Phone number again, 855-853-4802. I always love the creepy nursing home stories. So I've been looking There's forward to this. There's a lot of them. I know. I just I wonder yeah. if that's like the most haunted place to work overall. Like nursing that homes. That or like hospice care. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, think. Yeah. I think statistically, you probably would have more stuff going on there. Right. Oh. oh. All right, let's go to it. It says, my mother worked as an LPN at a small town Kentucky nursing home. This was in the late 1970s when I was maybe eight or nine years old. So I remember the place. My sister and I would be dropped off there at night sometimes by my dad because he was going to work nights and my mom would be leaving work shortly. The stories she would tell later on were from the night shift that she'd work sometimes. My sister and I would sleep on the bench seats inside the entrance, but never saw anything weird ourselves there. Maybe because we actually just slept there and left when mom went home. She would tell us that she would see small orbs of light that would float down hallways across from one room to the one across the hallway. Staff would check and there'd be nothing in those rooms. Most of the time, the lights would enter or exit a room of someone who had passed shortly before, are very near to the sightings. 
She would tell of the patients who would say they see family members in the room, telling them they'll be back to get them later and the patient would die overnight. Other patients would say, oh, look, there, it's Jesus saying he's taking me home. The patients would then die either within minutes or just that night. Many weird patient sightings would be encountered over the years. There was a looming black shadow figure that staff called the Grim Reaper. It would be seen in the hall, and whenever it was seen to enter a patient's room, the staff knew to get ready for the death of that patient because it always happened if it was seen. Two of the creepiest stories she ever told us happened again on night shift. The first one, she would say, that's one night she was sitting at the nurse's station at the intersection of several halls. She was there with a co-worker just talking and doing paperwork. Up walked a little frail old lady who began to move her mouth like she was talking, but no words came out. And the co-worker answered the little old lady. After the woman walked off, my mom asked her friend how she was talking to the patient because she never made a sound. The co-worker said to her, it was just normal as in normal conversation. No TVs or loud background noise, just a quiet nighttime hallway. She'd say she should have heard someone a few feet away while sitting right next to someone, claiming the volume was normal. Of course, he started talking. I didn't recognize the lady, but saw the room she was walking into after leaving. They checked, and the room was empty. The cord showed a little frail lady had brought in on day shift, but hadn't made it through the day to the night shift so they never saw her to know her or what happened till checking later the creepiest story was her sitting at the same nurse's station alone and the nurse at the wing was elsewhere doing things to return later a wheelchair at the other end of the hallway would move closer and closer to her position at the nurse's station she heard the creak of the wheels turning but would look up to see the chair not moving she heard the same sound looked and still stationary but a bit closer it continued a couple more times with her getting more freaked out until she looked up and the wheelchair was directly in front of her on the other side of the nurse's station she said she was definitely freaked out but she was a strong lady so the first thing she tried to rationalize with was a joke by the other nurse thinking maybe string or wire she was pulling it from another direction etc to move the chair towards the station she got up and immediately checked that chair. Nothing attached to it to show a prank. She started thinking, too, that in the hallways if somebody had moved the chair then tried hiding in a room, it wouldn't work. She'd instantly look up when hearing the wheel creak, so no time for anybody to hide. Once she realized all that she got, that cold chill, and she was going to leave the area. The other nurse returned at that moment from a particular hallway that proved she couldn't have done it because of the layout. Anyway, those are some of the nursing home stories my mother used to tell. <clears throat> Thoughts on all that? You know, I just, it reminds me a lot of other nursing home stories we've heard. Yeah. You know, like there was another one that we heard once kind of where they would see someone before someone would die. Or that's just interesting to me that... And I don't, they weren't the same story at all. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting to me that similar things can happen. So is it... But it makes sense. When there's that dark shadow that comes over mm -hmm. and they see going into the room and then the person dies, is that a sign that uh, that person's not going to a very good place? Or is it just, guess what, whatever this energy is that's coming in to 
facilitate this it just happens to come across as the dark shadow i would like to think it's coming across as a dark shadow okay it's like because no, don't don't be fooled by the appearance. I'm just a dark shadow. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Does not mean I'm going to be taking anybody to the bowels of hell tonight. Although there are a few in here that uh, their ticket's going to be punched soon. <laughs> not tonight, though. Not tonight, though. Okay. okay. I just don't. You know, I don't know the whole heaven and hell um, discussion. To me, is so black and white. Sure. You know, you go here or you go there. It just seems like... But what about all the ghosts? What about all this? What about all that? You know? You know, there's just so many questions I have about it. But, yeah. you know, I think there are a lot of bad people in the world that would theoretically go to hell. Mm -hmm. But then look at their life. Of course they had a, you know, mm -hmm. they had a horrific life. You know, so was it their fault that they turned out that way? Is that fair that now they have to go to hell forever? I don't know. Yeah. That's the shit I think about. But so I don't know. I would think, you know, like a dark figure, if there's something that's going in and kind of helping them cross, mm -hmm. um, I would think it would be more of a dark shadowy figure. Yeah. I don't think it would be like somebody in clown makeup, you know, like, <laughs> ah! Like, look, I'm super happy. It's just um, some, some guy like just in fatigues, you know, just like, <laughs> what up? I'm here to uh, room three. B. Gotta, we got to take him down this way. Okay. Come with us. You're dead now. Come We're on. We're going. We're going. Yeah. And then they just kind of take him out. <laughs> but I also think it would be kind of different for everybody. You know, I, I just can't see the same dark shadow going and getting everybody. Yeah. I don't know. But then what, how would, how the hell would I know? Yeah. You know, nobody does. Oh, it's just an interesting thing, you know, to think about like what, uh, it, it would be horrible. Like if, uh, it's like suddenly, uh, you're being escorted out by like the, the worst, like your worst horror movie character or, you know, just, just something that you really dislike, you know, Kathy Lee Gifford is like the one taking you out. You know, it would be no. just, it would be weird. You know, like that would be, it's like everybody's personal, I guess maybe that's what it is. Like everybody's personal hell is, is their own personal thing. Some may like flames and warmth, uh, you know, others not their thing. So like, but if your personal hell is, is, this or that maybe that's just you know kind of what you get it's like this seems i thought we're going to the good place it seems very i don't like this or that welcome to the denny's buffet you know right <laughs> it's like, like a kathy lee gifford someone who is just too chatty yeah, yeah. and too upbeat and too positive i'm like oh my god yeah i have to be with her like forever for the Will next yeah for the next 10 years and then after that you get nancy grace in the booth across from you that you're going to be sitting at <laughs> And this eternal. Can you Denny's. imagine that? She would never <laughs> shut up, and she would never like let you really yeah. voice your opinion if you think it's different. And you'll never be able to interject or 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 ever communicate truly. You're just going to be sitting there watching her talk to you <laughs> for all of eternity. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> That makes it, now, there's another that's a great movie idea just like everybody like let's call it personal hell and it's like it's just like a bunch of short stories of everybody's personal hell and for some it would be like oh that'd be great and exciting and for this other person it's like horribly traumatizing because of this or that that would be a good one that would be good 
There you go. Another idea for someone to rip off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we had more time. Uh, another story. It says, hi, I am from Canada at my mom's work. There's lots of spirits. People have been seen and heard people walking, shadow, laughter, and things moving. My mom had lived in a haunted house. She's pretty calm about the ghosts. My mom is smudged to her work, so the bad spirits would go. She put out candy for the kids, she's heard, and the next day they were gone. No one has taken them. She's seen a shadow go past her and in a bathroom. My mom has been outside, a, heard a tap on the window when no one was there. The building wasn't old or anything. It was built in 2020. My mom thinks it was built on something. First thing my mom saw was a shadow sitting in her chair for almost an hour. After she saw that, she smudged the room. She thinks they're not bad spirits. They're just stuck. My mom never had bad feelings there. One time my mom was on the night shift and she looked at the cameras and saw a light swaying back and forth. They looked. The car was outside doing it, but nothing was there. She was seen on camera. And the light was still there. This went on for hours. It happened right after my mom was in the room. A couple days after my birthday, something that happened to my mom again. She was sitting in the bathroom and heard her name called. She got out to ask who called, but everyone told her that no one had called her. My mom just joked that a ghost called her. My mom had more experience, and I have more too. One time when I was little, I was talking to a person, and when I was older, I was told I was talking to a spirit. I was told that by a person who was sensitive to spirits. My mom had lived in a haunted house, and it was a house that had a kid who drowned in a bathtub, and the mother who killed herself because of her loss. There's the side in the kid's room. But if you sleep there, you get pulled out of bed and get a scratch on the arm. It's because a little boy sleeps there and wants you out of his bed. You'll hear the bathwater and laughter of the kid who died. You can hear the mom, too. My mom didn't bug the spirits, and the spirits did their routine every night. Sorry, it's all kind of jumbled up. I couldn't just have one story. Still have more if you want to hear them. Love the podcast on an EPP yet, but want to become one one day. Love hearing all the stories to listen to you and all your other podcasts and hope to hear my story on Real Ghost Stories Online. Thanks for reading. That's creepy. she worked in a nursing home too? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, They're very two similar stories. Yeah. They are. But I'm just picturing the, you know, being in your house at night and you're hearing the sound of a small child and the mom uh, interacting and there are neither in your house. Um, and knowing the story. Yeah. And knowing the story. Like that's so sad. Like it is because that would be such a darkness because mm -hmm. not only did a child die, but the mom died of grief and which is what caused her death. Mm -hmm. She was so overtaken by grief. You know, if she did kill herself, it was because of that. Sure. You know, and that would just create such a darkness. It would be such a heavy, dark house. Yeah. I don't think I could live there. No, I think there'd be kind of just in a, a nonstop, you know, darkness to it all, all the time, you know, where it's like, this is just... Too much. 
you know, it, it, it's interesting. Um, it, last time I was out the house shopping uh, before I moved here, um, I remember going through several houses and there were some where it was like, why is it so dark in here? Like there's windows everywhere and they're all blinds are open, but yet the house still in like, like it shouldn't naturally feel this dark in here. I mean, I'm, aesthetics is, you know, what I was referring to, but at the same point, you know, kind of gives it that a weirder vibe. There was some, some of the houses I just really couldn't figure out. Like, why is it not brighter in this room with these windows and these placements? It just never, some just didn't feel right. And it makes you kind of wonder a little bit, well, is it really just the windows or, you know, is there something else that just kind of adds that energy to that house? Well, some of my friends bought a house um, a little a couple months after I bought this one, so probably a year ago. Mm -hmm. And it's a cool house in a cool neighborhood, and um, and it's older. It's two stories, and so I went over to visit them to see their new house, and it was so heavy feeling in there. Really, it was like. I think it's cool. I'm super happy for him. But last thing you want to do is walk in and be like, you guys, this place is haunted AF. Are you not picking up on this? And so I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we went down in the basement. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is awesome. And so I was talking to one of them over the weekend, and he said, um, we were talking about doing the me doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, so you know our new house. I'm like, <laughs> you think it's haunted? And he goes, oh, I know it is. And I'm like, I said, how do you walk into somebody's house that they've already signed the paperwork on? They've moved in. And he said that all kinds of weird shit happens in that house. Like what? Like, um, he was telling me about, like, he said they'll be in bed at night, you know, before you fall asleep, you're looking at your phone one more time or you're reading a book or, you know. Yeah just laying in bed and he says that they've seen people walk across the room. God. They've had something underneath the bed making noise, mm -hmm. like just weird shit. And, and so one of their other friends came over and she's a sensitive. And so they went in the basement and she refused to go down there. She's like, absolutely not. I'm not going in your basement. And I went down there. I just, I was like, the whole time thinking, I love these guys, but no way. Like, if they need a dog sitter, I am not your girl. Yeah. You know, I'd like to be. I'd like to be a bigger person, but I feel like you can bring your sweet dog to my house. Yeah. That's creepy and scary. And is it, are they having, like, second thoughts on the house at all now? Or are they just kind of, no. like, just kind of dealing um, with it at this point? They're thinking about get, having someone come over okay. and do like a cleansing yeah. of the house. Yeah. But there was one weird thing that, okay, so this woman had lived there for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And so they, um, I think they moved, I think she died. And then there was a bunch of her things in the garage. <clears throat> and so when they moved into the house, there's all this stuff in the garage. Mm hmm and they got rid of it. And when I was there that night, and they were telling me this story. I was like, this kind of makes some sense of why this house feels so dark because they got rid of her shit. But the family came after him and threatened to sue him because they got rid of her shit. 
But they had signed the paperwork. Like there was nothing in the paperwork that said, don't dispose of this. We'll be back yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, you have to have that. Yeah. You know, there was nothing there. And I'm like, well, they can't sue you. No, they have no grounds. You assumed it was abandoned property. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. It's just a hunch I have that those two things are connected. That's interesting. Yeah. Ah, creepy stuff. I just, I, it, the, the abandoned property stuff goes, it makes me think of a house that I went into when I was a kid um, that my family had owned my dad's side, my, my parents, my grandparents uh, uh, had uh, died in a car accident on my dad's side far before I was born. Uh, but that was their house and the, the kids still had it. Um, and I, they would, uh, I think somebody was renting it, uh, for a while from them and it's an old farmhouse out in the country, um, you know, barn and all. And, um, when they left, they left just piles of stuff in the garage. It was like a mountain of stuff. <sighs> and, and as a kid, I'm like, Oh my God, it's like all these, all these great treasures in here. And it was, there's so much like little trinkets and stuff. But I remember, um, my parents and aunts and uncles in the area all came over that weekend and they really got the house cleaned up. And it was the first time I had ever been in that house in my life. And my dad was showing me around because this is a place he grew up. And the first time I've ever, you know, been in my grandparents' house. And uh, it was really, it was interesting. And I don't know. I mean, it was, there was like a ghostly feel to that place that if I was ever going to say I felt something different in a building that would be the place and i don't know if it's just psychological because of you know it is what it is you know or if it uh, if there is something there you just i don't know it's, like i went in my grandmother's house and i didn't feel and I, I didn't go in very far but the weird thing was when i opened the door and she'd been gone like 20 plus years when mm -hmm. i did this it smelled the exact same yeah I was like, whoa, and I couldn't bring myself to go in any farther just because it was, but I don't know. I think that would be really weird if you went into a house and you felt your grandparents were still there. And I didn't know what, what they, or, you know, I yeah. never had met them. So, you know, everybody kind of has like a feel to them. You know, it's like when you're in the presence of these people that kind of have that feeling, I would, I don't even know what that would feel like. So that's just kind of my reference point is just having been in that house for that weekend and there was a feeling, it felt good. I guess it's just probably the, you know, it felt like the closest I'd probably would ever be to them by being in their house, um, you know, and having never but been there. But as grandparents, and if they were there, I think you would get a feeling yeah. of, like, I would think they'd want to know you and yeah. be there for you. And It was just, it was really interesting because there were so many things around that house. Like my dad, like, showed me the back of his closet and he still had a Dallas Cowboys, like, there was like a sticker that was on there, but it was all you know, faded away and almost oh, gone, but still there. And then there was a little place in like one of the closets where my aunt, uh, Chris had like sketched some things into the wall and got in trouble for it. And it was still there. Um, it was just, yeah, it was just weird, you know, but I think, uh, gosh, I was I probably like 10. No home because there's no, like, I've got no place like that. I could go back to. Yeah. Even the haunted house, they totally gutted and redid. Sure. But it'd be kind of cool to be able to go back home and see some of that stuff. It would be, yeah. 
No. All right, let's uh, go to another caller. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here. At Real Ghost Stories Online. And let's hear you. Hey, Tony and the gang. It's me, uh, Veronica, again, uh, from Mississippi. Um, so I have another story, but this it happened to me. And um, I just noticed it's always happened, like something always happens. Not always, I'm lying. Something creepy on occasion happens when me and my family are visiting other family members. Um, anyway, this time, um, I, me and my children went to visit my aunt in Pomona, California. And, um, well, she's lived at that house forever and a day. I can't even remember when they moved in, but I was a child. And uh, so I grew up going there, you know, uh, when we used to live in California, we would go up there and I'd never experienced anything while I was there when I was a kid, but my brother supposedly said he had. He said he had seen a little girl bouncing a red ball and she'd ask him to go and play. And so I was always kind of like, oh my gosh, am I going to see this thing? I don't want to see it. Let me just sleep through the night please 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 so anyway i never find anything there but as a grown-up a few years ago i'm gonna say six years ago six years ago we had gone to visit my aunt and we um flew out there from mississippi and anyway it's always a living room too like we were sleeping in the living room my kids and and their cousins uh i guess i was babysitting then so i did chill in the living room i was on the couch and all these kids were like sleeping on mattresses in front of the tv and they had like this really big screen tv and i had that uh peter pan movie or something like that and i uh, put up a timer on and i always do so it could shut off by itself because i knew i was gonna fall asleep before they did you know because i'm old and all anyway so eventually i fell asleep and um, I want to say it was like on a Sunday because my cousin, one of my cousins, um, he woke up early, 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 um, like five or something to to get ready for work. And he only cuts the light on in the kitchen and the kitchen like sits right behind the um, the living room. And there's only like this bar area wall, I guess, that's. Uh, separates the kitchen from the living room so you can see through you know this little bar area anyway so the the light wasn't like really crazy bright or anything so I, I woke up because he was making noise and he had pulled out the a table from the you know the dining area he pulled a chair on he was sitting there eating his cereal or something and I woke up and I was like hey you're headed to work he's like yeah go back to sleep I'll cut the lights off soon and I was like, okay. So I started fiddling with my phone, getting on Instagram or whatever I was doing. And then I, um, you know, he makes a joke. He's like, that's not gonna, that's not gonna work for you to go back to sleep. And I was like, oh, it'll be all right. So I cut the phone off and I set it to the side. And I did. I went back to sleep. Uh, it felt like a little later. I mean, it didn't even feel like very long, five minutes or so. But it had to have been longer anyway. I I hear the 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 chair move again, right? Like 
oh, he, and I'm in my head, I'm thinking, well, he's pushing the chair back in or it's my aunt pulling the chair out or something. She's been drinking her coffee like she usually does in the mornings. And I'm just like, okay, maybe it's somebody getting some breakfast or something really early in the morning. And, um, uh, so I, um, so I was laying on the couch facing up at the, I was looking at the ceiling or that's how I was, I don't know how I was positioned. The thing is, there's a, they had built an extra bedroom, um, right in, right in front or the bedroom door is like right next to the TV. If you can kind of imagine, I guess. Um, and that door started opening and like when you're inside the room, you open it, you pull the door towards you. So of course, you know, when I'm outside in the living room, so the door was going inward, right? And, um, it cracked a little, like somebody was about to open the door. And then I saw like this woman with a flowy white dress long dark hair and I could see her facial features and I was just kind of like wondering you know huh you know like who's this lady she knew like did, did she get here when I was asleep or so I don't know who this woman is right so I'm just like what's going on and so she's and oh my god so she's drifting towards me and she wasn't walking you know you can tell when somebody's walking with you know the way that their head bobs, I guess. I don't know. But this woman was not bobbing or, or or just moving in the way that you do when you walk. She was just flowing towards me. And I was like, oh, no. And, and then her face started contorting into one that she, displeasure. She does not, like, like, I felt like maybe she's mad at me because I'm laying here still. I mean, I was just like, I mean, it's almost time to get up or something, you know, like I'm going to get up soon. I don't know who you are, but like, you need to leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. You know? And so, um, I don't know. It was kind of like a dream. It wasn't sleep paralysis. It wasn't like I was kind of like asleep and awake in like that weird state, you know? And, um, and the next thing, you know, I'm just like, I fell back asleep. And then I woke up in the morning and I told my aunt about it. And she's like, well, that's a first. I haven't had that happen before. Like, nobody's ever told me about a lady coming through or anything like that. She's like, you know, your brother saw this little girl. And then, you know, my cousin, the one that I talked to in the morning, he, he said he'd seen that little girl. And I was just like, well, that's weird. You know, like if you've never seen or heard anything, anybody say this woman's here or anything like that, that was kind of weird. I'm mean, what does that mean? And, um, and that's my story. I mean, it wasn't crazy, creepy, or I mean, I guess it was a little creepy because I didn't know who this woman was. But, um, I mean, it could have been a dream. I don't know. Nobody touched me this time, though, but it did kind of creep me out, so. That's the end of that story. Thank you for playing one previously before. I was so excited about that one. I called about called about, uh, thanking you for that. Um, I don't take care. Thanks for listening. Uh, I love this podcast and I, I uh, appreciate it so much. It makes me feel less crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Thoughts on that? 
I think it makes us all feel a little less crazy. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was super creepy. And I do think you can tell the difference between if in a dream state or that really happened. Yeah. And like, I do think there can be something happens in a dream state that is really creepy. And that doesn't mean it's not paranormal. I do think things like that can happen. Just like, sure. You know, you get, we talked about visitation dreams mm -hmm. and I think those are much different than a regular dream about a loved one that's passed. Yeah. Um, but that was just crazy scary. Like that would scare the shit out of me. And I love like, <laughs> she's like, I'm, I'm not getting up yet. I'm not, I'm not ready to get up yet. Yeah. Like she's thinking she's mad cause she's sleeping in. <laughs> but that was just creepy. I liked it. There was so many elements to that that were just, yeah, it was the the ghost and, and just kind of being in your space that, you know, like your bedroom. It's a personal space. I mean, the, but the fact that it just kind of invades, but I, I guess the attitude did help there with getting mm -hmm. it out. But, right. Yeah, that was a good story. Thank you for calling in and uh, and sharing that. Uh, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show. Become an extra podcast person in EPP. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and so much more. Check it out, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.